Taylor Lockett, and this is Lasting Conversations. Today's episode is being brought to you as part of the Pod Populi Podathon, a charity event to raise awareness and money for Give Kids the World Village, an 89-acre whimsical nonprofit resort in Kissimmee, Florida, that provides week-long, cost-free wish vacations to critically ill children and their families from around the world. To make a donation, please visit gktw.org. That's G-K-T-W, as in GiveKidsTheWorld.org. Now, a little bit more about Kid Gives the World. They are very highly rated, a whimsical nonprofit resort in Kissimmee that provides week-long cost-free vacations. And the stay at the village is much more than a vacation. During one incredible week, wish families laugh, play, and create priceless memories together away from hospital visits and medical procedures. It's a magical week of yes, where wish kids can experience the simple joys of childhood and where families can recapture some of the precious moments that may have been missed due to illness. Since 1986, Give Kids the World Village has welcomed more than 187,000 families from all 50 states and 76 countries. The village is made possible by the support of generous donors and community partners, as well as thousands of passionate volunteers who donate their time and talent, making wishes come true. They can be found online, and so please give them a visit and please donate. I personally know people who not only work there providing these wishes, but also some families and children who have needed to be there and have had their wishes come true. So in the name of community, this is a great way that Pod Populi has been um, being part of something so important that they've been online for 24 hours now or by 8 o'clock tonight, it will have run the 24-hour route. And um, by the time you hear this, Some of you are listening live, and some of this is recorded, so all of which is still lasting. That's why it's a lasting conversation. What I'm doing today is going to be talking to our dear, funny friend, Ben. Ben is one of the producers here in the Boca Raton studio. Hi, Ben. Hello, Heather. Thank you so much for inviting me onto your podcast. You're just a little sweetheart, (laughs) and we have met once before. We've chatted on the phone and online um, a few times, and you have been here for how many hours putting this all together? Uh, A bajillion? It's been a long time. (laughs) Yep, and I I got a couple more hours left, so. (laughs) Yeah, well, and not to make a plug of a certain company, but when they say running on Duncan, they're not kidding, are they? Oh, they're not. Yeah, I know. It's, it's actually funny. This morning, I was like, you know, all right, we've got a couple more podcasters, probably about like, you know, eight more hours. Let me go get some donuts for them. They'll probably love it. They'll love it. Walk in. The only person that eats the donuts is Brian. <laughs> And Brian's the studio owner. Well, how many have you had today? I haven't had any, actually. (laughs) But I'm going to be taking a bunch home, so I'll have some. That's probably a good idea. You don't need the sugar crash in the middle of 24 hours. So last time, well, I have done 24 hours many times, but um, especially raising kids, but working backwards, high school, there were two years, my junior year and my senior year, that we did a -a 24-hour dance-a-thon and we raised money for assorted different things. And it was it was really fun. The first year, and I had my high school sweetheart, 
and we danced together. The second year was, it was okay. And I have to say, it was all because of REO Speedwagon. There are a lot of REO Speedwagon fans. I was not one of them at the time, and that's all they played. Oh my and gosh. it makes dancing at 2 and 3 and 4 in the morning a little bit harder. Oh my but gosh. We, we still made it through. And the first year, we ended up winning $50, which in 1980, early, early 80, um, that was a nice chunk of money for a couple of 17-year-olds. And that was because we had our second and third and fourth wind and just danced and danced. And so we were just one of the couples that oh. <laughs> said, here, you get 50 bucks for being, you know, high vibe and having such a blast. I love that. Yeah. Now, can you, like, what kind of dances? Like, um, I mean, I learned, Lindy, I actually love to dance. That's one of my passions. So it's crazy you said that. I, I mean, I, in high school, I started a Latino dance club. Fun. Um, but I learned, lin- like, I learned the basic of, like, Lindy Hop. You know the Lindy? Yeah. That's extraordinary. <laughs> Because so when we were doing it, it was mostly you just did the circle and and (laughs) you didn't really dance or you did the bump or you did the Mm -hmm. hustle or you did some sort of a line dance and just a free fall. Oh, new wave was beginning. So when the talking heads are coming on, we're kind of goofing around that way. But I love ballroom dancing. So my 19th birthday had 20s, 30s, and 40s music. Oh, nice. So that you as a, how you're a 20-something? 20 25. 25. Yeah. That you know the Lindy Hop warms my heart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I actually was going, so in high school we had a, it was actually like, a, I guess a male beauty pageant, or not a male beauty, but it was like, um, it was like to, it was called Mr. TJ. Our, our, our school was called Governor Thomas Johnson. So it's called Mr. TJ. And all of like the, not popular kids, but people that wanted to show, people that, you know, wanted to like, I guess, show off their talent or whatever. So I wanted to do something different. I mean, I was in marching band all my life, but I always, always, I was friends with everybody. I was like, okay, this is going to be good. But what's something that's going to really grab people's attention? I'm like, nobody's gonna ever like this is a cool dance nobody so I took probably about two months to learn with a partner and I was flipping her around it was so cool I was spinning around and then the night uh two nights before they canceled Mr. TJ oh no and I was so upset and you didn't get to do it I did not get to dance oh my god I was so sad because I um you know I did all this and but it was still I mean it was awesome time and I you know but it was just I wish I got to perform but again I learned it I don't know if I could I mean I'm sure if I practice a little I could pick it back up but it, I remember it was pretty challenging like it, it is it's challenging like, like the hop like all that yeah it's it's pretty darn serious that I don't know how to do I've done some a little bit of quick step and waltzes and things like that but the Lindy is next level oh. um so when I was in senior year we had uh, social studies and it was about the tw- we were learning about the 20s and you had to do some sort of a, a visual presentation. And I chose to teach people how to do the Charleston. And I learned how to do the Charleston for my grandmother, who in her day in the 20s, um, she would win prizes and things like that. So I oh, found some awesome. sort of a costume and I did the Charleston. And that teacher, she just loved it. She thought that was hilarious. Oh, I love that. That's yeah. amazing. I- it's crazy that you brought the, the subject of, of dancing is because um, before here, you know, as a studio director here, I used to be a hotel manager and I worked for a hotel with a convention center and they would have massive ballroom dances. Um, and 
you know, before I was a, uh, uh, a manager, I was the bellman. And as a bellman, you know, they would have this every year. So I would see these people and they would see me progress and everything. But when we started, I was the one taking all of these dresses and they are heavy. They're heavy. Heather, like they are not like a two, like they are like, I was, I was like, these are like, there was like a 30 pound, 40 pound dresses. I had a dress where I literally had to have two people help me to, or another person help me take it out. It was just, it's, it's, it was, I was like, and you're dancing with these? And they're like, yeah, it's very hot and we have to change three times. And I'm like, wow. (laughs) So these were for competition. Yeah. It was a ballroom competition. So they were very intense. Um, but I will say that was the best amount of money I've ever made. The most generous tippers in the world. Like, it was crazy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This is so cute. We had no idea what we were talking about today. But I just love that that we are kind of circling around together because... Um, Literally. My, we're dancing. We're, we're you dancing, know, we're dancing in, <laughs> dancing in conversation. <laughs> so I would watch people uh, dance and ballroom and any other which way that they were going to do that when I was working at the Ritz-Carlton in Boston. And so, and in fact, well, there's all kinds of Ritz-Carlton stories. I might keep that for a whole nother show (laughs) um, because that's where my grandparents met. And back when dancing and couples dancing was the thing. And that if there was a local place here that you were working at before coming to the Pod Populi studio, one of the things post-COVID, and whatever the shuffle of businesses and people having to rethink things, there aren't places to dance anymore. There are there are dance places, but not for ballroom, unless you're part of a classroom. But even those studios are fewer and far between. So um, I'm all about it. We might have to we might have to talk because I'm, I'm I've been thinking about starting something. Really, I mean. When I was younger and I, I started this Latino dance club and I'm actually half Colombian, uh-huh. but very attitude with it. But I love to cook. I love to dance. So, you know, we started this club and it took off. We went to different um, competitions, but like in the school and everything. Uh, but it, it was just so much fun. I love it. I, I think that dancing is something that it's it's becoming a it's turning. It's a turn of events, I guess. Dancing is not as, I wouldn't say, I guess, int- uh, intimate? I mean, I don't know if that's because the right Because it word. is. It's a very intimate thing to do, really. Yeah. And you have to, you're touching people. You're moving together. You have to relax and let the flow happen. The flow, exactly. You literally have to trust your partner. And that's whichever, if you're leading or following, you have to trust each other. So it's really next level. And in many, many ways, we've gotten away from that. So the the nature of dancing has changed. And, you know, I came up as a kid with the twist and um, there was more, there was less and less couples dancing. There's a bug in the studio, so we'll just deal with that. If you see, if I'm on camera going, what the heck is wrong with her? (laughs) There's a a fly in the ointment. But um, I think the, well, I don't want to call it a fad because there are still people, young people or a different generation that can appreciate the music from another time and appreciate having fun or getting dressed up and having like that here's a very young person learning the Lindy Hop um, and with big band sounds, orchestras, um, but you can actually do it or the 
the Dancing with the Stars is very popular. Mm-hmm. There's a reason for that. Yeah. Um, and it really does take a certain conversation. It just does. You have to actually talk with your partner. Um, but even so, when you go beyond talking with your partner and your bodies just know what to do, that's the best part. Yeah. It truly and is. And when the you're best just part. flowing like water and you, you're mm-hmm. with your partner and it's just like you're flowing to the music. I don't know if I also, I don't know if I told you this, but I'm also a musician. Did I, did I tell you that? No, but you're, you're oh, I, I noticed oh. that you had a band playing last night. Yes, yeah. that is true. Yeah. Well, I, the reason why I wanted to say is like, you know, you really can find the beat. And when you're, when you're dancing, I think that's a huge thing about dancing is if you can really listen to that beat and, you know, in jazz and funk and all those, you really have like a little, um, those little pops here and there. And you just have to hit a couple of those. And those, that's what it really is like, oh my gosh, this person really actually knows how to dance because they are listening. Right. You could be good. You could literally be goofy and like, Heather, you, yeah. you see me out and, you know, a couple drinks in, I promise you I'm the one on that dance floor making a fool out of myself, but I'm also having a great time. And people are coming up to me being like, you're having so much fun. Right. And I'm like, yeah, do you want to have fun? You want to dance? Like, you know, let's go, <laughs> let's you know? It. So it's, it's funny. I, all my friends kind of, you know, at first were making fun of me because whenever I go out, I am literally the one dancing, but then they start to see like, people start coming towards people gravitate towards me. They see that I'm like able to don't really care what other people. And then my friends start to dance. And then like, it's crazy. I went to a party recently, a birthday party at at a place I've never been to. And I walked in and everybody was, Oh, there is a little bug in here. Oh my (laughs) God. Um, I walked in and it was a loud, uh, not a club. It was more so like a bar, but there was, everyone had their own uh, sections. I got there and everyone was sitting down and I was like, is this a birthday party? It's 11 (laughs) o'clock at night. You guys need to get up. And so we just, I got everyone up, started dancing. And I kid you not, Heather, the entire bar, the whole club came alive just from a little bit of dancing. And it it was just awesome. I love that. That's one of my favorite things to do. I love that story. (laughs) As if they needed permission somehow and just to shift the energy and get it going and everybody just get up. You know, that was actually really good. I liked how, what you just said, they needed permission. Yeah. I think it's crazy to think that, but it's like, I am giving you permission. (laughs) You are able to move, (laughs) you know, we shall move now. (laughs) At least tap your foot. Exactly. At least tap your foot. Ben's here. All right. All right. We gotta get going. So that's good. (laughs) But you know what you're saying? You can even do the, the Elaine as we know from Seinfeld, right? You can do the Elaine, which is ridiculous. (laughs) But she was having fun. She was having a blast. So who cares? Who cares? Just do it. Just, a li- I, I'm a huge advocate of it. I'm just like, someone's having it. Good. Go ahead. Dance. Right. Like, do it. And one thing I will tell you that I do like to do, um, and it's it's definitely a dying breed in my generation, at least. Um, I love to go out to a, like, if I go out dancing, if I go out to like a salsa club or something like that. Mm-hmm. I always am very, very polite. I ask, would you like to dance? Some girls are like, no, no, no. Maybe. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. That's fine. I'll get a girl to dance. We'll dance, whatever. And then once the song's over, I'll say, I hope you have a wonderful night. It was so nice to dance with you. Thank you. And I just like let them go. And that's it. Like I don't go any further. And every single time I get, um, oh, you don't, 
you want to ask me for my oh i was like no i actually was just dancing like i just wanted to dance and i don't know if that's wrong of me but a lot of i don't see anybody my age going out and just trying to like to dance and like i'm not trying to dance like there's no twerking i'm not trying to do any grinding right. it's not a hookup I'm, it's dancing i'm literally coming here We're- i want to move i don't <laughs> you know right. so that's one thing that i've noticed is like when i do do that i think a lot of women like girl, women are like oh this guy wants to follow through follow through right and it honestly is good because later if i see him through the night they'll be like Oh my gosh, you were the one that danced with me. I'm like, oh, hey, how's it going? <laughs> oh, you remembered me. I guess that's good. <laughs> but that, that's, see, that's a friendly approach. Exactly. And it is the gentleman approach. Now, maybe if Brian are here because he does the, the great love debate show, um, but whether this is just, it's a different art, right? And it's a slower thing. I'm here, let's enjoy each other's company for mm-hmm. a few moments, and that's it. And if and when something is meant to continue, then it's meant to continue. Exactly. Like, I, again, I it feel is from the a room. different bit of a different era or a, many decades different era. Yeah. And, you know, some, you know, Brian's awesome, uh, you know, so, and uh, his great love debate. You know, sometimes I just, there's things that he says and I'm like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> I definitely have felt. That's the debate. Yeah. Really? Exactly. Yeah. Really? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, because. You're not here, Brian, so we can talk about you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, like, I don't know. I sometimes think it all depends on the person, the way you approach, the way you do things. Like, you could be, like, you could be creepy about it. But once I, I, you know, once the woman sees that I'm just trying to dance, I'm not, you know, and then it's like, okay, now I can leave my guard down. And I'm like, well, that's fine. You, I mean, there was never time, like, but I get it. Because in this world and nowadays, everybody's trying to, you know, with everybody and all that good stuff but i don't know i think dancing should still be like you have two partners you're making that connection if you really do connect you'll have that flow that beautiful just it'll just i don't know it's transcending transcending. yeah perfect word perfect (laughs) perfect i love that it's transcendent ah right right so do you have a, a genre of music that you like best? or So you have the Latin music, which can actually really tend to be fast, mm-hmm. but I love a nice salsa or, oh, oh the rumba. rumba. I love a rumba. That's really, yeah. really very that nice. That's good. A little cha-cha. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like merengue, but it, merengue is just pretty pretty easy. You walk in spaces, but I like to spin, and I like to be in control of like spinning <laughs> and stuff like that, so... Um, learned a couple of fun spins, but my ultimate favorite dance is probably bachata. It is a little bit sexual, but I just, I don't know. I like, I can feel the music really nicely. It almost reminds me of like a Latin jazz. And so I I like it. Um, I, I play a lot of jazz and funk. That's what I kind of, I guess would say my profession is, but I, I mean, I play classic rock and all that other stuff, but yeah. You are a man of many hats. I love it. That's also why we kind of click. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. So how did you go from hotels, which you must have been about, you know, two two moments old. Um, <laughs> but I, that was actually my time, too. I was about two mi- moments old doing hotel work. That's kind of the best time, I think, because yeah. you have the physical em- energy and stamina because you work and you work and you work mm-hmm. and it's just it's so fun and um that i used to watch people dance i would get paid to watch people dancing at weddings and bar mitzvahs yeah. and stuff so that was always fun but how did you go from that and so have you always done music and now you are a 
producer at a podcast studio. Yeah, it's actually really funny how this whole thing, that's why, I don't know, yeah, everything happens for a reason. Everything <laughs> happens for a reason. So um, I started off in the hotel. Uh, like I said, I started as the bell. Actually, uh, first off, I moved here from Maryland. Okay. I'm from Maryland. Uh, I moved here. Um, I took a, I took, I started community college and was going for environmental engineering. And uh, I started taking some classes. Then I really fell in love. Or my mom was like, hey, you should get this job at this hotel. It's right across the street. It was a Marriott. It was really nice. And I was like, okay, you know, go over there. Went in. The lady was like, where have you been? Like, <laughs> we have been looking for someone like you. And I'm like, oh, really? Yeah. Okay. And this was like my first real, I would say, like real job. Right. I mean, I worked as a cashier. I did... A uh, bunch of uh, volunteer work with uh, special needs kids. I did a lot of boys and girls club. I was always involved with the community, but this was when I was like, okay, I moved here. I'm starting my life. Let's let's do a whole different life. So I worked at the hotel, started as a bellman, worked my way up to front desk manager. Then COVID happened. We went from 190 employees to about 10. Mm. So I was checking you in, making your bed, changing your sheets, doing everything, checking you out. It was just a lot for one person and I was getting paid very, very low. Mm -hmm. So, um, I, at the hotel actually became friends with guests that actually own a school of rock. I love those places. I love that movie. School of Rock, great movie. If it's on TV, I have to watch it. Always. Every single time. It's such a classic. Um, well, they opened up a concept which is very similar to the School of Rock. Yep. I love it. It's very, um, it's got the same uh, principles. You know, it's, it's it's awesome. You know, we don't take the kids and go to, you know, rock concerts, but <laughs> maybe one day. Um, but basically, No, but to teach uh, the skill and learning your instruments and playing and, and, then it, and it, having it, a concert. Exa- they, they put you, on their own concerts. Exactly. You get put into the band setting, which yep. is what's kind of unique about it is you know you have your private lessons but then you actually have kids that are the same age as you come together and so that is one of the most beautiful things about the school of rock and so I've started working there teaching music um and then COVID hit I got another job actually working at a deli over here. I was a started as a dishwasher, just some other hours. So I was working like four, three or four jobs at this point. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm getting tired. Um, I was working at the bagel shop and it was awesome. I was just the, the bus boy. And then I was going out and talking to people and people were like, oh, hey, and I haven't seen you. And I'm like, hey, you enjoying everything? Blah, blah, blah. They're like, oh, do you own this place? And I'm like, Oh no, I'm just, I'm actually just the best one. And they're like, oh, well, you're so personal, blah, blah, blah. And I would get that every single day. So the, the owners there, they're, they were actually my age. Um, so they got this restaurant, they're twins and everything. So they got this opportunity. They started seeing all of the people loving me. So then I got kind of moved up to like front, you know, and I, again, it was just to help out. This was just helping out. And so then people started really liking me and they're like, all right, Ben, you should be taking the orders. So I started taking orders then started dealing with problems because I had the customer service from the hotel and you know, one thing led to another started really loving that place and doing flourishing. And anyways, a gentleman that came into the bagel shop used to come into the hotel, saw me there and he was like, Ben, it's well, been a long time. And I'm like, oh my gosh, well, yeah, it's been awesome. He's like, you know, I watched you every day. You were taking care of people so well, like all this stuff. I'm like, well, thank you. And so he kind of insinuated he wanted to bring me under his wing and like start talking to him. And he was very successful. So I was like, yeah, let's kind of talk. So we started talking. 
um, he asked me to come work with him. I started working like little things, helping him with his business. And then he actually started partnering with this business. And then I was like, I wanted to do a bunch of selling. I love talking to people. I know I could just flourish with just actually just spreading about podcasting. I mean, I'm a huge advocate of something that if you're going to sell something, it's not your, you believe in it. It's not like this as a podcast, I think is amazing. You're, you're helping people's voice be heard. And I love that I can help someone, you know, reach and touch other people. Even if it's just three or four people, it still is, can change someone's life. It absolutely can. It literally could change someone from, you know, God forbid killing themselves or something like that. Just listening, you know, so, um, it just, yeah, I got this opportunity. So I came here and, um, yeah, they were like, okay, Ben, you know, let's get you in the studio. So I started working in the studio and people loved it. So I came in here. It was very, not what I was hired to do, but I started to fall in love with producing and helping people. And sorry, I kind of went on a tangent, but I gave you a little bit of synopsis (laughs) of Ben. (laughs) There you go. That's a, that's a, there you go. But so this is, this is just it, Ben. And we can kind of, um, just, bring it back to a, it's not quite a full circle, but it gets into how this place really is so personable and that you are professional and you're warm and you're welcoming and you know your stuff and you're here to help people thrive and to give the voices. You just, again, you wear many, many hats, but you do it with such joy and enthusiasm that is very, very infectious, okay. and I appreciate it, and I appreciate you. Thank you so much, Heather. Where can we find your music? Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, our band is called Stumble Steady. Mm-hmm. We've got a couple things on Spotify, Apple Music. You can follow us on Instagram. Um, yeah, you can follow me on Instagram as well, uh, Benjamin558. But, yeah, that's uh, that's kind of what we're doing, and we're starting to play out a lot more this year, so be really good nice nice well that'll be so much fun to hear more from you and thanks for hopping in during this fun episode at pod populi the 24 hours i know this was crazy honestly heather i didn't realize how quick this went it went it went so fast i mean i don't i guess maybe we we have next folks ready to hop in so right oh yeah that's okay this is working out just great so what i wanted to make sure to remind people not to forget to please support Give Kids the World by visiting gktw.org and making a donation. Your caring goes a long way towards the care of these kids and their families. And any type of donation or volunteering of your time, if you're here in Florida, is very, very much appreciated. Thank you for listening, everybody. And please make be sure to like, follow, review, and share this podcast, Lasting Conversations. And if you'd like to be part of the conversation, send emails to podcasts at lastingconversations.com and follow us on Facebook. This is Lasting Conversations. We get to the heart of everything. <laughs>